Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by Producer Todd. Good evening. And Pugs Dread. Namaste. So, we're here tonight to talk Stephen King, and uh, very, very eager uh, to talk Stephen King. It's been a little while since we've had a King-themed show, and of course... Mainly, we're here tonight to talk about the new Stephen King documentary, King on Screen. Uh, And Dark Star Pictures will be releasing this documentary in theaters on August 11th, 2023, and on demand in Blu-ray, September 8th, 2023. Uh, So this is, uh, of course, 1976, Brian De Palma directs Carrie, the first novel by uh, Stephen King. And uh, since more than since then, more than 50 directors adapted uh, his books in more than 80 films and series, making him now the most adapted author still alive in the entire world. And this King on Screen documentary kind of runs down that legacy in film that Stephen King has, and it is not slowed down. Uh, in fact, there's been a pretty big boom just over the last, uh, you know, six or seven years or so, uh, where, I mean, we're just, we, we've gotten almost everything. There's very little that hasn't been adapted by Stephen King, uh, which is just amazing. There are titans that have, never been adapted or maybe only been adapted once. I mean, you've got contemporaries like Robert R. McCammon, uh, you know, hasn't been, uh, it's, it's wild. It's really wild how he just managed to explode like he did. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the doc, uh, which, uh, I really liked that we opened up with kind of that, uh, Castle Rock uh, uh, the- theme with the callback. Familiar faces. Yeah, the, the characters and everything. We kind of had that theatrical uh, opening. Uh, Jeffrey DeMunn pops up and Mick Garris, of course. Uh, and uh, then it kind of segues into a more traditional documentary. But I, I like that that opening. Uh yeah, I had to do a second take. I'm like, is this correct? I thought this was a documentary. Well, we'll roll with it. And then I started seeing the familiar faces. I'm like, oh, okay. all right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, you get to hear from people like Greg Nicotero, Tom Holland, Mick Garris, of course, uh, Mark Frank Lester. Darabont. Frank Darabont. I pop, I popped for uh, Mark Lester, of course. And, um, and, they they do talk a little bit because for Stephen King, a lot of people did start with the movies and then found the books, uh, which um, is that how you are, Dan? Uh, no, well, it's hard to remember exactly because Stephen King goes back to like the beginning. You know, there's always been Stephen King uh, in my sort of horror story. Uh, he was always there, and I. I'm sure I had to have seen a movie first, but I did start reading at a very young age and Stephen King was so readily accessible. So, you know, you you go into a gas station in the middle of nowhere back in the day and even today to a lesser degree, and you had a rack with Stephen King books. 
you know, he, he was, it was so easy to collect Stephen King and, uh, it just all kind of came at once. I can't tell you definitively what the first Stephen King movie was, what the first Stephen King uh, book was. Although I I do seem to recall that Carrie was one of the early ones. Uh, I kind of remember that. But how did you guys first, like, if you have an early memory where it's like, oh, this is Stephen King, like your first memory, whether it was a movie or book or whatever. Mine was a movie. It was well the the TV movie. It that's when I realized his like oh that name is what means horror. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know do your your homework and shit and you're like oh Carrie and mm-hmm. Christine and what was the TV movie? You left that out. It. Okay. Yeah. I just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't do a Dan on you, dude. <laughs> hey, well, that's what it felt like. Um, mine is hard. Because mm-hmm. like eighty five, there was it was like a ton of stuff right there. Like so, I can't nail down if my first thing was Cat's Eye or Silver Bullet. Could have even been Cream Show. I, I can't like, but they were all around the same time. Silver Bullet too, or did I say that? I, I might have. But yeah, one of those three. I mean, I don't know when I like realized. Okay, that moment where like okay, Stephen King. Um, it might have been. Yeah, I don't think there was a movie. I think I just kind of knew at that point because it was so big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and this doc does cover, you know, him coming along uh, in the 70s and just changing horror. Um, they know. didn't really go over the $1 thing. Like, the, you, you you pay for the, the rights to the movie. I was shocked by that. They kind of glossed over it. I think Frank might have mentioned it, but I thought that would have been a bigger deal. It, it was affordable. Yeah, you're going to have a lot here. Like, obviously, you can't deep dive into every movie because, I mean, it would literally be a 24-hour documentary uh, at this point. Um, I do like that the... I mean, the overall focus is his themes in his movies, um, always kind of focusing on blue-collar characters uh, and... uh, doing that rather than you know the typical you know wealthy family gothic mansion sort of thing like he, he definitely focused on the common man which i think is a big part of what blew him up so much um and uh, of course castle rock setting everything uh in in maine um and uh yeah just just not setting his stories in big cities too, which uh, was was always uh, interesting, and I think that's why he found such a broad audience because uh, people related to it more overall, uh, which which really yeah, which really helped. I figured, and I was not surprised that this did focus on some of the uh, non horror stuff or like you know stand yeah, which is important too because you know Stand by Me is a fantastic coming of age story. It is a great great movie and you know you look right now I believe uh, it has been for a while Shawshank Redemption is ranked the number 1 movie of all time. That's uh, awesome. On, yeah, I mean that movie It's not my favorite though. You want you know what my favorite is? 
Are we just talking? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me let me think what Pug's favorite King adaptation is. Is that any King adaptation or is any. that just the non-horror sort of? Or, okay. Any. any. Uh, That's top tier for me on, as a Stephen King movie. I know Pug's personality. Let's see if I'm right. If not, he's at least going to say I, I gave a good I'm picture. guessing Pet Cemetery for me. Apt Pupil. Oh. <laughs> but was it a good That's guess? Good, yeah, it was a good guess. No, Green Mile. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I, I would put Green Mile just a hair over Shawshank too. Although they're both classics, they're, 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 yeah. can't deny either one of them. But yeah, uh, Green Mile for me, and then the It Chapter One. Yeah, for, for talk, a long time was the Mist, and then The Shining. But talk about I'm a silver casting. bullet guy. <laughs> they do. They yeah. take a little bit of time on Silver Bullet here. Uh, like I said, this is not that doc that goes over like in-depth movie stories so much, uh, but but it I, has I enough it, though, dude. He did have that Hollywood doc. moment with Bruce Willis. That, uh, I don't want to spoil too much because people, I want people to watch this. But yeah, mm. it's fucking fascinating. We <laughs> also get footage of him right before that accident, where a lot of people oh. thought he might not make it. And the the yeah. scene the wires go through his leg. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this. That's that's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah, no, that was that was some scary shit. Uh, I remember when that happened and seeing it in the news. And uh, I think that set visit for Green Mile, it was like right after that, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of right cool... before. No, I believe right after the premiere, I think uh, he had the he had been hurt because he showed up at the premiere with the the brace and everything. Yeah, but when did he was he in the chair? At the premiere, but he was visiting the set while they were shooting. He hadn't been hit yet. Yeah, the way he said it was confusing. I'll try okay. it like this. He visited the set, had the accident, then the premiere. Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. Um, that order was weird by the way he started the story. I, I get I, that. I feel like there's a lot more too. Like, I don't know at some point if there'll be like some extended cut, but we did get to hear even from like a Craig R. Baxley who got to talk a little bit about Rose Red and Storm of the Century, which yeah. I, that's one I want to revisit because I remember uh, that you one. You mentioned that a couple of times now. Yeah. I, I revisited yeah. that. I told you I did I did that one pretty recently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fan of it. Maybe yeah, I am. Um I actually ended up watching that with my mom. Another one that like from the later era, the two thousands that that doesn't get a lot of love. I think I know Dan does though. Uh, riding the bullet. Yeah, um, riding the bullet is like not talked about at all. I don't know that that felt like it's like Mick Mick Garris's best work. <laughs> I yeah, I think at that point I don't know. Uh, I mean, King has never gone out of style. Every right. book King releases is a bestseller. Uh, but yeah, like the, there's. There's points where maybe the movies people weren't paying as close of attention, but um, I mean, you look at the '90s, and uh, I mean, you figure he gets a, off to a great start with Misery. Kathy Bates wins the fucking Oscar. Uh, he he during the '90s. I mean, he ends the '90s with The Green Mile, which is a masterpiece. You've got Shawshank Redemption. Um, now you also have some crap. That's not to say that I don't like some of the crap, but he also had, you know, the mangler. Don't forget <laughs> the one based on your life story, the lawnmower man. 
That one I do believe does not count. <laughs> he sued to get his name off of it, so that does not it's count. Still, you know, it it's still based off his story. It is not, <laughs> and that was part of the lawsuit. <laughs> okay, there we go. Go go and check. There's well, not the- a lot of king in the lawnmower man. But, uh, Night Flyer also from the '90s, underrated. Uh, I always liked Night Flyer, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he's a, he's a titan in horror, undeniable. Sometimes, sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say sometimes they come back's another one. Uh, mm-hmm. The dark half, the one Romero. Well, not the one Romero, the one based off of property, not an original one. Well, George Romero was scheduled to direct or in talks to direct Pet Cemetery, and yeah, he ended up doing Dark Half instead. Um, which I I don't know that I, I it, it's hard to. I mean, Mary Lambert did a really good job on Pet Cemetery, so I don't know that that would have changed a whole lot or if we would have had the same movie, but um, I do like some focus on Dolores Claiborne, which is a popular movie, but not one that's talked about as much. Uh, Currently on uh, Max at the moment. Yes, yes. Still trying to break that habit, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They also talk about his uh, wife, Tabitha, who was a huge uh, influence uh, in many ways. I mean, she kind of got him out of his cocaine uh, problem. Uh, by which which, which one did she save? Because he, he threw a whole book. Carrie. He threw Carrie. Carrie in the trash. And that's fucking yeah. gay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like, though, the... Why'd she pull children in the corn out? <laughs> uh, the movie she could have... I was going to say, at least the screenplays, throw those out. <laughs> go for the negative, maybe, but... Um, uh, and they also go over the Shining stuff, which a lot of people know about that. Um, uh, seeing him berate Shelley Duvall's... Uh, uh, him, I mean... Um, Stan- Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick yeah. Uh, was hilarious because I've always heard I've never really like, gone and searched for it I've never really paid attention to him like getting irritated with somebody but <laughs> that was nice sucks for her but <laughs> can you imagining that happening on a set today and that footage coming out oh my god he get cancelled so fucking fast <laughs> I can't even say they're wrong to go after him that shit, but... you know though like you can understand King a little bit more because over the years when I was a, a little kid and even I was aware of this that he wasn't a fan of The Shining I, I would always think like it's considered one of the all time great horror movies it's considered a masterpiece why how could you not like it but then you know you do realize that you know the book is just a very different thing it's it's like they said in the documentary one is cold one is warm um and it is a very good book uh but you know <laughs> kubrick man like it, it's, I, i've never I, yeah I'm, I'm the one who i agree with king they finally made me switch on him with Doctor Sleep, which is funny because then I heard King had the same thing where he, he can tolerate the other one now. Yeah. You, visually, the the guy had a point. Flanagan, but it's undeniable that you hear Shining, you think Kubrick's like that's yeah. the visuals. He nailed it in that pitch. <laughs> and he made a made a movie that works on both levels, so that's what's he, he, great about that one. Mick Garris had a a story where he talked about David Cronenberg. Uh, telling him that uh, the Shining film doesn't work because they kind of foreshadow the ending as Jack Nicholson was just as crazy in the beginning. So, 
you know, I mean, he kind of has a point. I mean, I do think The Shining is a masterpiece, but I I enjoyed kind of explaining that that contrast because it is a very different book. And uh, Mick Garris also getting a chance to talk about his Shining miniseries, which, you know, say what you will. I mean, Stephen Weber's great. I'll, I'll say that Stephen Weber is very underrated. I don't have a strong opinion on that because I just haven't revisited that one in a long time. I've watched that one a couple times. I do like that one, but I'm the one who doesn't like the Kubrick one. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, the, the other thing they talk about that miniseries, he was an he, Stephen King was an alcoholic when he wrote the book. But uh, mm. he was sober when he wrote the miniseries, too. So it makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They spend a lot of time on Shining, which um, it is to be expected. I, I, I will say one thing I was lacking. Maybe in the extras, because we will have it, it is coming out on Blu ray in September. Yes. I, yes. I just want to hear some cocaine rage during the maximum <laughs> overdrive filming. I mean, I'm I going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> That movie was 1,000% fueled by cocaine from the writing process all the way through. And it shows when you watch that, when you're like, 80s. (laughs) (laughs) The cocaine flowed like wine. Um, Gave us great things like Alf and Small Wonder, too. Fuck yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They do also talk about Tom Hanks originally going to be playing Andy and Shawshank Redemption, uh, but, you know, Forrest Gump, uh, which I, in that case, I guess, kind of right made. Everything fell in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that uh, Frank Darabont, his only interaction ever with Bruce Willis was a random call saying he should cast Michael Clark Duncan. He was he, right. Yeah, for a green mile. That's, some of the best casting ever. Michael Clark Duncan is so good in that movie. Uh, it made me want to go and rewatch tired, it. Boss. Yeah. So tired of people being ugly. I fucking I love that fucking movie. I haven't rewatched it in a while. You guys, you chill with that love, dude. You have to. I go that shit all the time. I, 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 yeah, that's good. Dan will be here. <laughs> no, we can watch Green Mile. Why not? We'll make I can it. make Dan uncomfortable too. Uh, definitely, that is the case. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a uh, 3D version. <laughs> I did laugh that they spent any time on that awful stand remake. Oh, no. They had uh, the guy there, too. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I want to defend it because it, it's brave and it took big freaking swings. It's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> like watching it, I didn't mind the ride. It wasn't until I was done. I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I watched it. Yeah. But I mean, because I like some of the actors, the characters, yeah. but it, yeah, it just doesn't come to and, and it didn't help. I did rewatch the OG like right before, you know, within the year at least. I, so. I like the Trump Randall flag. <laughs> comparison and then i just i don't know why i was cracking myself up watching it and i was just thinking like now trump's gonna like review the stand remake no (laughs) one likes it it is dumb your movie sucks (laughs) i just had that in my head and it was cracking me up but anyways i was uh, expecting kevin smith to pop up too because he's a big stand fan that's why uh uh randall's name is randall and clerks 
I have to say, uh, The Stand, of course, is an epic, epic book, and nobody thought it could really be adapted, let alone as a TV miniseries. But the 90s stand is pretty damn impressive, especially with the limitations of the time and still. Holds uh, up great. I, I still love that yeah. that one. Way better than that crappy remake. Um, Which is on Paramount Plus streaming. They say streaming on Paramount Plus. <laughs> uh, they do. I'm glad they talked about The Mist because. So good. The, the Mist is one that they do compare it to The Thing. Uh, in terms of like it really kind of growing its base i don't think it's at thing level but uh i love the mist and i, I felt like man this isn't as universally loved as i would have expected it to be i love that ending. yeah like the thing See, which is why they fucking said the thing <laughs> yeah but the thing i feel like we're over a decade now removed from the mist i believe but you have to look at how long are we removed from the thing so it's had that long to grow uh, we're, we're yeah. hitting 40 on the thing. We're only hitting, what, 20 on on the mist? Is it already 20? Or like 15. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, but that's what I definitely need to rewatch. I, I viewed it during my time. I like to have a, a, a beverage or two. Like, I don't remember that. I know there's a twist ending, but I don't remember what it is. You don't so. remember? Wow. Then you should watch it. Is? Yeah. Don't my, fucking give it away. I'm not. Oh, sure well, I, just fucked, I just right fucked ending. myself. Because now Dan knows that I <laughs> I haven't seen it, so he'll slip. Watch it tonight. <laughs> it's worth. It. I fucking love the mist. Like I didn't get the hate when it came when everyone came out. I was like, why are you guys hating? This was a great fucking movie with the great fucking ending. I remember liking it. I kind of, you know, it's one of those. I feel like when I watch it, I'll remember it because I want to say things I kind of remember visually, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's just such a cool premise. Um, we got a season of the show that didn't get renewed as well. I liked the show too. I think I started watching that. Maybe I watched the movie right before then. What was that was on Spike TV, right? No, it was sci-fi. Was it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was sci-fi. It uh I mean unfortunately the show set stuff up and you know, there's no up. resolution to it unfortunately but so I don't need to watch it then. Okay, got it. It's uh, good though what they did give us but yeah, I was in to see where it would go, but but no, I mean the mist, amazing. I, maybe it was just you know the the casual audience thought maybe too bleak. I don't know, but it deserves. Have more you respect. have you seen it in the black and white presentation? Yeah. Uh, presentation. Yeah, yeah. Some people that helps because I don't think the CGI is particularly bad, but some people. I, I know it it's definitely happened. aged. Yeah, it's yeah. It's of the but, time. It was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it was on Spike TV. Spike? Was it? Okay. Yeah. Shit, I don't remember watching it on Spike. It fucking, I could have swore I remember the commercials and the logos after uh, WWE. Hmm. There you go. Um, I they also talk his friendship with George Romero uh, and uh, conceiving Creep Show while they were uh, while he was visiting on uh, Night Riders, I believe. Love just the, their ability in general to blend horror and humor. Um, and I, I like that they also run down some of the poorly reviewed movies. Uh, and this doc kind of makes a case for some of them. I mean, Silver Bullet, not particularly well reviewed. Uh, Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher, which got shit on pretty hard. And I remember not liking that movie, but I haven't the, revisited it. It's yeah. the ending. It's kind of like it from the the... 
the first one, the ending kind of like pulls you out a little bit. It's a little. Mm. I'm not trying to give you know say too much for people. I don't even re- I don't even really remember as much about the movie. I know there was some some acting issues uh, in that one, and it just didn't click. But it's been forever. I don't think I've watched Dreamcatcher since I saw it in the theater. So uh, it made me want to maybe revisit certain films that I haven't watched in a long time. It's a very good doc. Uh, it's a very, very good doc, and uh, I will be picking up the Blu-ray when it comes out, uh, and I do highly recommend it. There's yeah, so much to cover with Stephen King that obviously it's not going to hit everything, but uh, I was I was satisfied. I so, am more than satisfied. I, I yeah. like if if you don't know shit going in, you're going to learn a lot. So this is a good starting off point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and this is one I know a lot of us kind of know uh, at least a little, but I think even still, this was a really good, you know, well put together, good watch. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, well, a different documentary reviewed. I like the cinematic feel to the presentation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we also end, I believe, on another uh, mm-hmm. sort of theatrical thing that I, I thought was a nice touch. Uh, so I believe, yeah, it's yeah, Yellow Veil Pictures, I believe, are doing the uh, uh, the Blu-ray, if I'm not Dark mistaken. Star Pictures. Okay, Dark Star Pictures. And uh, um, I, I am very excited to see what extra features they might have. Uh, God, Absolutely. there's so much you can cover. So rating the doc, what are you going to rate it? I give it a four out of five. I was very satisfied. Pugs? I'm going to go four and a half out of five. I'm with Pugs also, four and a half out of five. I get it with so many films. There's, it's one of those, like, no matter what you do, you're going to want more. So yeah. it, it, it's one of those. But I also don't really want a five-hour documentary all the time. So I like that this, it, you know, it gives you what you need. Yeah, we can hear more. But it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's a nice brisk watch. It it's It's good. Yeah, I had that conversation with somebody a while ago. Uh, we were talking in general about like the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th docs. But you can't do that with everything. <laughs> but see, those don't bother me. The cl- yeah. I don't need a five-hour clip show doc, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yes, check that one out. But we do have a bonus review for you guys that uh, uh, is... Uh, pretty relevant because the long, longly, long, longly, uh, <laughs> long anticipated TV cut coming to Blu-ray of Needful Things, and uh, we'll talk about it. But uh, Kino just put out the 4K, which also has the theatrical cut, and on uh, 4K, on 4K, yes. And uh, in this one, Sheriff Alan Pangborn, played by Ed Harris, uh, played by many others, has a devil of a problem. Suddenly, all the residents of his creep of his sleepy little town are dying to kill each other. But at least business is still booming, especially at a new antique store. The shop's mysterious owner, Leyland Gaunt, has something for everyone, and his prices are always reasonable. Just one small favor. Oh, and of course, eternal damnation. Uh, so this uh, 4K does include the 191-minute television cut of the film, which uh, is... So just a little bit of 
backstory with this. Needful Things very quickly made into a movie. Uh, one of the quicker book-to-screen adaptations, I believe, because uh, the book came out in 91, then the movie came out in 93. Uh, it was a theatrical film, and what happened was TBS commissioned uh, Columbia Pictures to assemble a miniseries at it. There was a lot of you know, extra footage, particularly significant with this film. And uh, part of the issue for the longest time, it did have airings on TBS back in the 90s, but we weren't able to get it for the longest time because TBS owns that, that version, the extended cut. Um, from what I recall, not a lot at all is really taken out. You've got the dubbed curse words other than that. You know, it's essentially just extended. It's not a director's cut. The director, uh, uh, Frazier C. Heston, who is the son of Charlton Heston, uh, does prefer the theatrical cut. But, yeah. So we finally got to own this, which I I haven't watched this one well since the 90s. (laughs) So it was pretty damn cool. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's often referred to as the TNT cut. I know it had TBS airings, but I know that's where it originally, you know, came mm-hmm. from, which is, you know, on the, you know, the dark web. That's what it's always been referred to. Yeah, yeah. I know it did have a German release not too long ago, but it, it was in SD. It didn't look as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely, you know, this. I didn't even watch the other one until you know this. Um, people often cite this as the first movie turned into a miniseries, which is not factually true. The correct answer is. Superman the movie that was turned into a two night also the KCOP cut. So yeah, there is yeah. precedent, but they people like to cite this one. I'm like, well, almost. Yeah, There's two I know of. <laughs> it, it wasn't common for sure. Uh, Absolutely not. No, it was it was unheard of the first time, and that was more of you know it's a long movie we can split it up. This was like we're yeah. I think and, a lot of times it, it's just hard to do it because it's like. A lot of footage that that is deleted is deleted for a reason. So, you know, it's just hard to normally to normally do that. Um, but Needful Things is an interesting one because again, it wasn't a big hit. This was the '90s era where, you know, this was certainly one of the least successful of that time. And uh, where do you guys where do you guys stand on this one in terms of King? Um, and it's not my favorite, not my least favorite, but I have discovered the movie does not need to be that long. The theatrical cut, I get what the director's saying yet. That is, it's better paced. Everything, yeah, it was obviously meant to be a theatrical film and not a miniseries. Mm-hmm. I mean, while there's stuff that they've added back in that's good, I think overall the theatrical cut is the way to go. Yeah, I think Max von Sydow is the highlight here. He's a really, really good villain. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't go like too over the top, but like he 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 nails it. Those little grins that he would do, uh, he's really unnerving. It's a lot of humor in this one, um, which uh, I think Amanda Plummer and her uh, cat fight scene was was pretty uh legendary uh it the movie it's not a gore film but it does go hard 
particularly with the dog uh, scene, that was something that it's like, oh, wow, I feel like they make you delete that one now. Uh, I always thought of this one as uh, underrated. And I, I, I don't know, watching it again. Do you still I, I kind of put it more mid tier. Like I, I, it has its moments, but I, it, it's not as strong on rewatch as I was hoping. But would it have been as strong on rewatch had you watched the theatrical cut? That's the question. Well, I, I saw the theatrical cut in the last like couple of years because okay. I mean, the other Blu-ray is not even that old. No. Uh, so, so I think I had a very similar. Okay. view and then you know it's like well you know there is that other cut um i'm it's glad to own here. it but it's one of those things where i don't know if i'll go back to watch it anytime it's going to be one of those like someone wants to yeah. watch needful things and then i'll persuade them but we can watch the theatrical kind of for yeah. <laughs> i love uh bonnie uh bedelia as polly uh i thought she was very sympathetic played her part well amanda Plummer is always compelling to watch here yeah is uh Nettie. uh she's just a great actress uh but yeah i mean it's just kind of like that middle tier i mean i feel like i mean the character of leland even kind of says it in in terms of it's like it's not my best work <laughs> which i thought was like like yeah in terms of the of film not it's the no, best but not the no, worst it's no thinner yeah <laughs> The stakes maybe could have been a little bit higher at times because I mean I think it's like that scene in there where it's like yeah blew some shit up <laughs> you know mm. like I don't know uh, but it is funny like the Buster character I thought some of that stuff uh, I was like you know I always knew there was humor here but I do find myself uh, cracking up at it more than I remembered uh, being younger and uh, obviously liking this one more than uh it, it's it's one of those ones that just did an age as well but pugs where where does it lie for you well, i didn't revisit the t- tv cut yet or tnt cut that was called tnt yeah. cut well now um, it's just the television cut tbs yeah. you know whatever um yeah middle of the road for me it doesn't really hold a special place like like some of his other works yeah yeah i liked it when she she banged the elvis head of course so there was that. <laughs> yeah, there was some weird in this. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I'm glad to own it. it it's not top tier king. It's middle of the road. But, mm. like, you know, it's better than Children of the Corn. It's better than the Children of the Corn remake. It's better than the Children of the Corn remake. I said it twice for each one. We would add an hour to this show if you just ran <laughs> down all the Children of the Corn. It's better. Is than. this when we break the news in honor of Stephen King? Children of the Corn franchise show? Come on. Who's down? <laughs> no. <laughs> we did it in the, the non-video version, and I think that's just where that's going to have to We lie. did? No, we did. We just reviewed the last one. We did them all. You're just I, forgetting. It's okay. been a while. I, I think you're wrong, but you, you find that show, Dan. A hundred percent we did it. But uh, but anyway. I, I wasn't there. I'm looking it up. I think he's right. you. You probably weren't, but we did do it. So there we go. Pugs wasn't there, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is entertaining. It just it 
doesn't all come together like I hoped. And I don't think the mini series, like I said, it's all still in the mini series. So, yeah, I mean pacing, obviously, but I, I don't know that it really changed my opinion much. I just it's mid tier king, and yeah, but I enjoyed it. I'm not uh, sorry that I picked up the 4K, uh, which kudos to Kino for doing such a good job on this one. Uh, we should have that version of the film. It aired. Everybody wants it. A lot of people are going to see it for the first time. And you'll have to let us know what you what you think of this one. And and Dan promised if he's wrong, we're going to do that Children of the King show. Because if we've never done it, we have no reason not to. You say there Children of the King? Of <laughs> the I think we just found our name just covering <laughs> King in general. <laughs> there we go. But uh, yeah, because I think we'll yeah. do some more King, you know, one-offs. We haven't really done that, so we got the title now. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I'd like to revisit Storm of the Century for sure. Um, yeah, I'm down for Green Mile. Yeah. That watch along should be good. I, you know, some of that '90s television, like Langoliers, stuff like that. Mm. I'm really interested in re- tackling well, again. Langoliers is. All right, until the unfinished effects come in, hmm. <laughs> which were bad then and now are kind of unbelievably bad. So uh, part of the part of the charm of that era of cinema, you don't sure. care. You're busy looking at Tracy Lords. I was just glad that our first <laughs> former porn star turned mainstream actress on television. <laughs> that yeah, I, I do feel like that was kind of like a oh. Wait, we're gonna see Tracy Lords in prime time. Actually, come to think of it, I'd like some new extras on a Langoliers thing talking about uh, some of that. That would, I feel like I'd like to have some more in depth behind the scenes stuff on Langoliers. So, uh, yeah, let's try and get new. They're going somewhere else, Mike. That might be illegal. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, But on that note, uh, let's rate needful things. I still think it's above average. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm going to go three stars. Yeah, I, it, it is. It's even like middle of the road. King's pretty solid. Um, it's hard, though, like because I'm going to rate the with, with the shorter cut. I give it a three. Honestly, the longer cut would bring me down a bit. So I'm good with a three. Bear in mind, meant to be watched over two nights. You have to consider that. I understand that. And if it would have been presented that way, like they did the King Kong one, oh, mm-hmm. shit, there's another one that they turned into a two-night miniseries. King yeah. Kong 76. So there's three. Um, that one, when they presented it on a uh, video, it was broken up, I think. Mm. My memory serves. Because it has the opening twice. How about you, Pugs? Uh, uh, for the version I have seen, I'm going to go two and a half out of five. All right. It's All middle. Right. Sweet. Not bad. So check out uh, King on Film. Uh, yes, yeah, mandatory. Uh, and uh, also in the comments, when you watch this episode, let us know your favorite Stephen King episodes and uh, maybe Stephen King movies or episodes. Uh, but also, like, which ones do you think don't get enough love, whether that's needful things or something else? Because there's there are a lot that, don't get talked about much at all. But... And, and let us know if you want Dan to host our Children of the Corn franchise show. As long as we haven't done it. Because Dan's already said okay if we haven't done it. Because he does everything for you. 
for our listeners and viewers. There's other things to focus on. Shut up, on. Dad. Why Shut do you want to see us take like 50 shits on 50 movies? I, you know what, Dan? I'm going to make you watch all of them when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going anywhere, Dan, until we get through our daily children of the court. I don't know why you would want to do that, but I'm okay watching. Uh, I can take a nap till three. I'll, do a commentary on three. Uh, but all right. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, and we will see you guys next time. Mr. Todd, good evening. I'll see you in Disneyland.